0: welcome to another episode of employability matters a careers related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work we feature special guests sharing their personal career journey as well as provide you with job search tips and relatable advice with your host moi sophia lewis joining us today we have a very special guest and friend of mine linda where she'll be sharing her career journey into a current role as a senior patient services pharmacist. So let's get started. Welcome to Linda. Do you want to say Hi. hello everybody? Hi everybody. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> hello oh, in everybody's. we're all in virtual, isn't it? So introduce
1: yourself and your current role. My name is Linda Oparacha. Born in Nigeria, um, raised in England. Um, I came into the country when I was 13 years old Um, and yeah, went on to study pharmacy and now I'm currently a hospital pharmacist. Um, My current role is as a specialist medicine and emergency pharmacist at the Leicester
0: Infirmary. Awesome! Awesome! Myself and Linda, we go way back. I've known Linda for maybe I don't know. I'm well, gonna say 10 15,
1: years. It's
0: been over, not it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say fifteen, but it, it, I don't know if it's as long as that. But you know, we um, have supported each other throughout the time that we've known each other as well, and it's just so great that. I'm seeing your trajectory of um, your career and I'm so proud of you, I just want to say that for the record, you know, really, really proud of you. I was reading through your um, career summary. And I just want to pick out the key things because sometimes when we're asked to talk about our career summary, we don't really um, highlight the highlights. No, we don't. <laughs> we just like, straight to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to highlight the highlights. I'm going to talk about that. You completed your pharmacy degree at De Montfort University in Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you also work part-time as a community pharmacist. Um, you've also completed a postgraduate. Um, course in clinical pharmacy, um, yeah. so you're not just a pharmacist. You have undergone um, relevant CPD and gone on to get your postgraduate com- qualifications. Yeah, um, and you you have a new role coming up. Um, which is a senior patient service pharmacist. And I just want to say, well done.
1: Thank <laughs> you. <Well> done. <laughs> well Thank you. Done. Oh my God, I'm so excited and worried and everything else is just the whole emotions running through my head for, uh, but yeah, it's a huge role. So I'm excited to start next one. So yeah yes and you okay. are
0: ready for this you are ready for this and so for this particular role you would be based in London which is excellent so you're moving from one part of England to another part of England you know so talk to us about your roles and responsibilities in the current job you're doing now as a specialist pharmacist what does it involve
1: okay so um, my current role um, like I said I'm a specialist pharmacist we are we're specialists in medicines. and um, we work in each pharmacist, we specialize as a specialist pharmacist and working in in specialities such within pharmacies, within healthcare conditions, such as um, care of the elderly, diabetes, stroke, um, neurology. Um, You have the children pharmacists, cancer pharmacists as well. Um, But my current role is within medicine and I work with different conditions. So the conditions I work with is stroke, diabetes, Parkinson's medications, and Parkinson's medicines, and also care of the elderly. Um, So yeah, that's basically my typical day within this current role is basically get to work. um, Yeah, get to work, meet with other team of pharmacists, um, decide where we're going to go for the day. Um, I go up to the wards, um, meet up with other healthcare professionals where we do a ward based review for each and every patient on that ward. Um, So this is a team of consultants, nurses, um, qualified um, physiotherapists, and also with the discharge team. So we look at each patient Holistically, and see who's ready um, to go home. Um, and after that, I then go on to review each patient, go on to um, discharge their medications, and obviously go through the patients with the discharge process, ensuring that each patient's discharged in a safe and timely manner with the right medications, and even go on to counsel them as well, just making sure they know what they're taking and how they're taking their medications. So, yeah.
0: Awesome. So it's not just about dispensing, or are having the knowledge to dispense the right medication and the quantity but it's also you're providing counseling as
1: well yeah, we do. Yeah, it's a very key part of, uh, um, of our job just to make sure that patient not only know what they're taking, but also um, the side effects to watch out for because some medications, as soon as you're having that side effects, you either you have to stop them or switch them to something else or maybe some side effects. Um, For example, if you're taking iron tablets, you might get to see brown stools and you're like, oh, is this weird? But obviously when we counsel the patient, we're like, this is normal. You do see that in some patients to so continue taking their medication just to make sure um they're aware of what to watch out for and how to continue with their medications basically so yeah
0: that's awesome because oh, well as we know we're in lockdown number two and um your job must be extremely busy right now you know it is, it you is. must be in such a demand do you know what I mean
1: we, we are in the- <laughs> we are we' literally um as much as obviously we we walk behind the scenes um kudos to all the doctors and nurses out there who are in the front front line of everything and um, we do walk behind the scenes ensuring that obviously as soon as patients are well and healthy we want to send them out you don't want to be in the hospital with um with a high risk of contacting covid as well so as soon as you're safe we do have obviously the covid wards and the non um, the free we call it the free zone so yeah so as soon as you're well and healthy we just want to discharge the patients and then get the really sick patients back in and giving them a bed so so that's just what it's all about but yeah stay at home guys <laughs> yeah
0: stay at home yeah be so stay at home to protect your family and friends and the wider population you know let's talk about the roots into your particular industry talk yeah. us through the types of education and training qualifications that you had to gain in order to become a
1: pharmacist Okay, so for myself, um, I completed my GCSE um, with Sydney Ross's School. So um, for my GCSE, I already knew that I wanted to go through the, I wouldn't say I was certain then, but I knew I wanted to go through the health um, roots area, so I did um, both maths, English, which are compulsory anyway, and then the sciences. Um, I then went on to complete my A levels with Robert Clark, which included both biology, chemistry, which is a must for pharmacy, and um, completed my maths as well. So just those three A levels I did within um, with Robert Clark. I then went on to complete my pharmacy degree with um, with Demonsford university, like you said earlier on, um, it was a four years degree, and then afterwards you're you you you're given um, the masters in pharmacy, but then you have to go on to complete your pre-registration year. So it's a whole year where you either go with the hospital um, or with the community. So I went with the hospital at the Leicester University of Hospitals. Um, so I did that for a whole year, this is the period of time you'll be exposed to different kinds of things. Yes, you do have the BNF, which is a a little pharmacy Bible, but you're exposed to a different variety of, um, of materials of specialties and training. And you go on to training courses as well within that one year, just obviously getting you gearing up into your role as a pharmacist um so yeah so after completing that you then have to write the registration year um registration exams and once you're qualified you are a qualified pharmacist so you get registered into the GPAC. awesome so how long does that take in total to become a registered pharmacist no it's a total of five years five years okay four years in university and then one year registration
0: awesome awesome it's so good cuz you was also talking about that you you said you always wanted to become a pharmacist or to work within the sciences like
1: yeah. what
0: inspiration behind that why a pharmacist
1: so basically like every I always say there's what for every african home you have three career paths yeah. basically <laughs> then you become yeah. a lawyer <laughs> a medical doctor or, or basically an engineer so is either Ooh, you, you miss one
0: three- you miss one an accountant is,
1: is it now? Is that, not? not, added not, up not. To the list. <laughs> 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 well, for my mom, it's those three courses. But yes, yeah, so, so I counted. I think yeah, my cousin was saying that the other day. But um, so yeah, so those those are the th- three career paths. Um, But for myself, I knew it was within the medical health area. And for every African child, you're geared up into going to that medicine, doctor, doctor and stuff. So um, during my work experience, I was given the opportunity to see what the hospital pharmacist did. Um, and this was at the Queen's Hospital. So so I went to shadow a doctor and then he was like, did you, you want to see what the pharmacy team did? So I was like, okay, that would be great. So I went there and I realized that um, obviously as a pharmacist, we're so much involved in patient care because my, ide- my idea then was obviously working behind the counter in the Boots stores or Lloyd's pharmacy. So I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to be in there all day, every day. But I went into the hospital pharmacist and I saw that they were in this huge role, discussing with doctors, consulting nurses, physiotherapists. So you, you're literally in this multidisciplinary team and you're involved in the patient's care. So um, I think that was where my passion started. And I was like, OK, this is what I wanted to do. But I was already, already, I was already looking into that path already, but I wasn't 100% sure how how that we go, how that would go about but yeah that was what that's how it came about basically
0: awesome you mentioned about and um, boots the chemist that you didn't want to be sort of like stuck in a retail store yeah. behind a counter
1: giving yeah.
0: advice so that that didn't suit your personality because i remember when i was studying at university i was working part-time at boots as a healthcare assistant on a sunday it was a sunday okay yeah and i absolutely loved it i love being behind the counter yeah um giving advice you know finding out about people's ailments obviously if it was something that we couldn't Advise upon, we had to refer to the pharmacist, obviously. Definitely. I found that part in terms of giving advice to people, you know, really, really interesting and engaging with the community because your current role requires you to obviously engage within the community definitely definitely. That one
1: aspect that really drew you to I think that was one aspect yeah that was definitely one aspect because while I was at university I was working in a local one of the local chains of pharmacy stores at Leicester so um, I had the opportunity like you you said um, like yourself to work in a local pharmacy and I saw all they did and obviously we had loads of patients especially um, pregnant women we had the mothers that was coming in asking for advice and stuff and we had the pharmacist there to give that amazing advice and um, healthcare provide that provide that health care especially during out of hours when they didn't want to go to an urgent center and wait for hours and hours they could just walk to a community pharmacist and get that advice do i really need to go to the urgent care or can you help me in the pharmacist So that was really amazing but um, for myself i wanted that involvement with patients where i saw they're coming in into hospital and see them go out healthy. So um, that was my passion. And I wanted to be involved in more of a multidisciplinary team rather than not necessarily working behind the counter, but I wanted to be right there and then working with doctors, consultants, getting involved in patient care and being part of that decision making with patient care. So I think that was mainly my drive. And I was like, okay. I want to do this, yeah. <laughs> I want to get into this, but yeah. So um, both parts are really, um, jo- the job satisfaction on both path is really amazing, but it depends and boils down to your personality and what you would enjoy the best. So some people want that steady, um, patients you you every day you get an example you see mrs smith every day and you get to have that conversation yearly you see her medications and tell her how she takes her medication and i just wanted to Be involved in a different aspect, so yeah. And don't forget, we also have the industry as well. So, um, so there's the industry pharmacist as well. Um, They are mainly, I think, they're mainly involved in obviously the productions of the medication and going through clinical trials and um, obviously when the medication comes out and then going through clinical trials, ensuring that medication is safe to be rolled out and sent out to patients. So yeah. So we also have the industrial patient. So it's just boiled down to what you want personality as well that's awesome so you've got industry pharmacists
0: you've got hospital pharmacists and community pharmacists
1: yes and now we also have gp pharmacists as GP well so gp pharmacists yeah. Right. yeah it's a new rollout yeah so um i wouldn't say relatively new um so basically we have a practice-based pharmacist within the gp whereby patients with minor elements or a long-term um conditions can come down to see their, their pharmacist and they can go through their medications um mainly trying to reduce polypharmacy when you're taking medication you don't really need to um, they look into that and take that out and just see how your medications are working and just counsel you on how to take them um side effects and so much more that they do and they also work closely with um NHS England as well so yeah so we are diversicating so yeah awesome so there's four different types of pathways
0: that you can take within pharmacy.
1: Awesome.
0: So um what is the career progression for your current role? Like what
1: what is the next level up? you know, in okay. terms of what you can do and achieve? So within MIRO, I started as a junior pharmacist. Um, so you do your pre registration, get qualified as a pharmacist. So I started as a junior pharmacist and that's a band six within hospital. That's the same thing all over across all hospitals. So I started as a band six um, where you are then enrolled to um, your clinical diploma um, and you're doing that full time as you're working full time. Um, so, yeah, so you, and that's partly paid or fully funded by the hospital or partly paid by yourself and the hospital. So, depending on what your trust policy is. Um, so, after completing that, I went on to becoming a specialist pharmacist. And again, it goes on to what your passion is. Um, very early on during my career, and obviously as a farm, I realized I was very emotional. <laughs> I'm you a very do. emotional you person. Do. I just couldn't deal with um, children. I couldn't be a children's pharmacist. I, I would just cry in bits and stuff. I just couldn't. So, um, or be part of a cancer pharmacist either. So I just couldn't. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so there's different parts. So you can either be, either example. I, I, I am a specialist pharmacy medicine pharmacist. You can either be a cancer pharmacist or a children pharmacist. So there's different roles. So you go onto a band seven and you specialize, or you can decide to be if you want to um, as a band seven and then you go on to become a band eight where you're a lead pharmacist um involved in so much more so you're involved in um, decision making you're involved in um, and obviously training development you're also involved in um in terms of um, staffing rules and and yeah basically in charge of the pharmacy as well and then you can go on I think from band eight you can become an 8a 8b 8c and all this is different roles within the pharmacy and then go on to become a chief pharmacist basically so the butt stop is that chief pharmacist which where you're literally the chief of the whole pharmacist oh. <laughs> within that hospital within that hospital so yeah
0: okay like we have the chief medical officer for yeah
1: uk for yeah
0: of england it would be like that so you would be the chief
1: for Office that hospital.
0: officer for that hospital, wow! Yes, so, what's you your do. career aspirations? Is that what you're um, what yes, it's, it's it. it's <laughs> it's
1: yeah, it's going on. The Chief comes with loads of responsibility, yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't rule it off, but um, but mm. yeah, um, I'm gonna try to make my way through it, um, yeah. obviously change and um progression and everything else but um but yeah that is definitely the goal but um at the moment I just want to um enjoy my new role that I've just had yes yes. congratulations to you on that enjoy that and then um build my way up and yeah
0: so yeah so what was your first year of training like um and what did you
1: learn about yourself um oh my first year of training okay um I think I don't know how to start now Um, My first year of learning, um, I I was very enthusiastic, and in um, in my first year, um, I was very excited, um, really buzzing, I was like, oh, I'm a pharmacist now, what do I do, can I sign off things, can I send patients home, so I was all of that in my first year of um, of pharmacy, I wanted to make a difference in patients' lives, I wanted to also be part of a multidisciplinary team where I can also take and make decision, um, be asked for advice by consultant and also be able to give that right information back. But training at the Leicester, training at the Leicester University was really good because it was really structured. Um, I had the opportunity, to have a mixture of training. So part of my training includes both the medicine information, aseptic training, which is where you, you make things in the in the lab and stuff. Um, so I had all this variety of training. I had, I went through different rotations and specialities such as cardiology, respiratory, renal as well, which we talk about, the kidneys. So, um, so that was really, really um insightful and also in, was really structured and impactful in my. My training so all of that was very good but while I was doing that I, I was able to learn very early on that um, as much as you've been as much as you're having that training it all depends to that boils down to that individual you have to have that passion you have to have that zeal that drive and determination that okay you're having all this training um, you have to also think outside the box um, how much you want to learn and how much you want to gain from it as much as they were providing all of this i had to go away and do my own research um, go on to online training online courses e-learning and um, attended um, various lectures um, within leicestershire which was provided with this, within CPPE. Um, that's one of our professional um, training websites so um, i had to do all of this to gain competency and also gain more n- knowledge in this exciting career path that i've decided to go on so yeah so um so yeah and i had to decide to go again to speak to um other specialist pharmacists that was above me and obviously has qualified years before i started the course um and um asked questions about things i was worried about or things that i wasn't fully um thought of things i wasn't fully um Competent on, so yeah, so it was all of that and all of that my training that I think shaped me to the pharmacist I am today. But um, as much as you we had all these opportunities, you also had to do your own background training and um, research as well. So yeah, so it was quite as you said impactful
0: because um, you was able to learn and acquire the skills to show that you're competent in the yeah. different um, um, areas. Yeah. To, Okay, to succeed, to follow on to um, the next stage of the training, isn't it? Because you could yeah. be a pass or a fail, right?
1: Yeah, so and you have those
0: wonderful qualities that you're saying. You've got to be passionate. You've got to be tenacious. You've got to have a mind where you want to research and to find out information and things. Yeah, You know, it's not exactly going to come and sit on your lap. You have no, to it wouldn't. find it that wouldn't. information. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah that's really good so what is one of the things that you're most proud of to date so far in your career <laughs> okay love um, it I love it I bet you're gonna
1: see this that this and that no you know what yeah I think it's just it's so silly but I think um in my whole in my whole I think because I think I just it's just obviously completing the degree is a a great thing of joy and stuff but I think completing my independent prescribing um, was the best part for me um obviously I completed the course um it was it was a huge accomplishment to me because I I I was I don't know how to say it I completed my clinical diploma and I was like I don't want to do any more studying (laughs) you've got enough I've had enough I think because obviously for us as soon as you completed that form I remember then I I told my mom oh mom I'm doing another degree she's like you're still studying I thought you've graduated and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) it does come Um, with a, a lot of training but I think for myself completing that um independent prescribing was um was was huge for me um I was also glad of how I could and how i've pushed myself and not be complacent with what i have achieved already and obviously completing the degree and completing my di- clinical diploma i could have ch- chosen to stop there but um, i decided to carry on to complete this independent prescribing and putting myself out there um, i mean i would admit it's really difficult um, putting yourself out there in a competitive field um, most people don't know a lot of there's there are a lot of pharmacists but you just have to be um you have to be determined within yourself that you know what, I, I, I'm i going to be the shining star, I'm going to be the difference, I'm going to push myself to make sure I achieve what I've set out to achieve, um, and it can be disheartening when you don't get when you set those goals and you're like you know by 2010 I would have done this by 2020 I would have done this and you you're looking at the time and everything is going past so it could it can be disheartening but um as long as you have a vision and a goal and you work hard towards it you can do you can do anything so yeah your
0: job is definitely in role that is I would say that your role is definitely in demand your role is definitely in demand, I mean, especially with this coronavirus pandemic. And as well as even if we go back, because it's in demand, but yet if um, children at school are not doing the STEM subjects, then it's going to be difficult to recruit a pool of talent, isn't it? So it's interesting that you said from when you was back at secondary school, you had an idea, right? Mm-hmm. that you wanted to do a stem subject that you wanted to do a science subject so it goes yeah. all the way back to there because it'd be quite a challenge if it could be possible for you to make up your mind maybe at a levels that you know you wanted to do a science subject but it'd be yeah. better if you had that grounding that you know yeah, baseline definitely. knowledge from before yeah. isn't it? you know definitely, definitely. So let's talk about the key skills that are required to be a pharmacist. Some days listen to this podcast and they're thinking about becoming a pharmacist. We'll yeah. definitely encourage them to do so hearing your story coming from Nigeria at the age of 13 and look at where you are now. Hello, somebody. Yes. Hello. yes, yes. <laughs> you know. So what top skills would you say are required to be a pharmacist? I know it'd be difficult. I know there's so many skills, but there's top so three. many. But
1: I just think at the end of the day, I, I would just say determination, hard work, the willingness to adjust and adapt. Because obviously, as you as you understand, as you are aware, um, the the world of science is constantly changing, evolving. We're having to keep up to date, and there's things coming up, technology, vaccines, all over the place, and As long as you have, I I just had to bring up those three things because it's the determination, the hard work, you have to put in the work. It's not going to come and sit on your lap and say, oh, hey, take me and stuff, but you just have to. And then the passion for it as well. So if you have the passion, the hard work will come easily. If you don't have a passion for it, you you will just just give up at any slight bump down the road. So Mm -hmm. so yes, I would say those, skills
0: I think I've mentioned four. so yeah yeah that's awesome that's something really really good advice because since I've been doing these guest interviews everybody's saying the same thing they're yeah. talking about having determination having resilience having that passion and that go get attitude in order yeah. to make things happen so Linda can you give me a time in your career journey so far where you've had to demonstrate those type of skills where you've had to overcome a challenge we know that you know in all different types of jobs it's just not plain sailing so for somebody who's thinking about becoming a pharmacist what type of challenges could they possibly face you know and maybe if you can give an example of how you overcame it um I think for me
1: um I don't want to go down this route but I have to um I think (laughs) you don't want to go but you're going (laughs) in it yeah I love it I I think for me I think starting this career wasn't easy because um as a Black African um, descent, um, I it, it was quite difficult, and I would, for any of my friends listening or anybody, um, obviously I went to demand for Leicester um, University. Um, there was only a handful of Black African students. I would say seven or eight in 150 students, so um, it was difficult. It was hard. Not not necessarily. Obviously, you don't see like minds but also the fact that you have to not only compete within obviously the handful of blacks but also within this huge huge population of other um of of other people it was quite difficult Um, and not just at university going on to my career and becoming a pharmacist and maybe it could be location i was based at leicester maybe that was (laughs) maybe that that could be a, a factor but um going into the 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 job and obviously again there was only a handful of um of pharmacists of black african pharmacists um that you could look up to and say you know what this is someone of similar mind similar likes that i can obviously not necessarily approach and speak to but i can aspire to become a you know what this is a lead pharmacist i can i can do this we can do this but there was only a handful of us so for that reason i had to take that, that mindset and also have the determination that you know what, I'm going to be the difference, I'm going to be an example to other African sisters, I'm going to be an example to other Black African sisters and, and I think for me that, that gave me that drive and determination because I knew that of my kind there was not loads of examples that I could look up, look up to so I, I was determined to be that example not just within uhl but also um within the university to say you know what we could actually complete that course we could actually go on to become a pharmacist in the hospital we can actually go on to become specialist pharmacist we can actually go on to become a lead pharmacist so so yeah so that gave me that drive and determination um, it was difficult it wasn't an easy easy ride um no you feel well you can't you barely see your likes but, um, but yeah, it, it was a challenge for me personally. But yeah, did it at the end. Did it awesome, the end. awesome. And a
0: round of applause and a pat on the back because that's what I'm saying. It goes back to who do you see? You know, yeah. all the different types of jobs that we see. Who do we see that is in management to be able to inspire the next generation to say, yeah. yes, I can do this because somebody that looks like me, talks like me, can easily achieve those wonderful types of roles. And as well, it goes back though, Linda, but you've always had that ambition and that drive in you cause you always knew you wanted to do a STEM subject. Yeah. So it was within you from young, you know, that isn't it, isn't it? it? And the ability to say, you know what, I want to make a difference. And that is awesome because when I go t- um, to pick up a pharmacy prescription, I rarely see a black person, a black woman, I tend to see black males, but not yeah. really a black woman behind the counter, um, you know, prescribing medication. And when I do it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is dope. This is cool. It feels you know? amazing.
1: You're like, oh, hello. You just have to, Yeah. It's just, it's just, that encouragement is there as well. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's all, all around. Even when I go up to the wards and, and I'm like, I. Knew, I'm introducing myself I'm the pharmacist of the day they're like okay and I'm like yes we are pharmacists I'm not actually something else I'm not um obviously I respect all other um occupations and all other healthcare professionals but um when we do go up to the wards as black pharmacists you, you get that shock not necessarily shock you get that facial expression oh okay she's a pharmacist of today and I was like yes I am the pharmacist of today so you get to have those challenges that you're like, okay, there definitely need to be more black pharmacists, more female black pharmacists um coming into hospital, or come going into community. But um but yeah, I guess again the interest could be um with accounting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but um but yeah, um that that was definitely um the hard one for me. But you've You've overcome it isn't it and again
0: you are the leader within your field who young people now would look up to to say Mm -hmm. if Linda has done it and gone through the challenges and obviously achieved great and mighty things then I can do it too we have to be that difference it starts with us isn't it yeah I salute you sister I salute you Mm, it's so good so what about sources of online career information say if somebody is interested into becoming a pharmacist where would you signpost them to get extra information about the career role um i don't
1: and normally it's just within the the universities, Um, so going to university prospects, um, the websites, the GPSC is obviously our professional registration body. They do have, again, a few um, information within that as well. The RPS um, also have um, information. Those are all our registration bodies within pharmacy. But um, going to any university that do that as a course, having their prospects will tell you all that you need to do. Um, Obviously going in to the course and also um, throughout the whole process. So yeah, those are the websites. So any university that carry pharmacy basically.
0: Also, and then I I should also add that, like if you're at school and you're listening to this podcast, you know, you should speak to your teacher or your um, careers advisor or just Google how to become a pharmacist. Do you know what I mean? And it will just bring up all of the, the top websites and one of them you did mention is prospects because that's a very good um, careers information website and has a list of all of the careers you can even think of you know and outlines the routes um, to progression and the skills and qualities that are required so that's excellent that's really good Linda you are giving such great advice I'm telling you not just great advice but relatable and real advice not every job and career is like um a walk in the park you know and you're walking between daffodils and roses there are challenges and I'm really happy that you've outlined the challenges that you have to face and that is a reality of it all but you are making a difference and I really do applaud you really do thank you thank you so as we're coming to the end now, just some final words of wisdom that you can share to our listeners um, who are thinking about becoming a pharmacist. Do it, do it,
1: do it. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it, do it. Definitely <laughs> go for it. Do it, do it. Um, I would say um, do your research. If you have a passion for it, um, if you, if you love the sound of it, if I've sold it to you, please go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Go for it. Um, I would say go for it, study the right subjects, um, chemistry, A-level chemistry is a must, and then you need another science, which could be either biology or physics, and yeah, and then I think maths are acceptable as well, so yeah, so go for it, but chemistry is a must. Um, I would say go on to your local pharmacy stores, um, the, the, obviously the big chains are Boots and Lloyds, so just go there. Most of the time they do have their own process, obviously, um, no floor, you'll be working close to patients and so you need to come in and sign contracts and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so go to your local pharmacy. You could just go and observe for the day or for the week and see if they'll be happy for you to observe or volunteer or maybe just start pack time if you want um, and just see if it's something you want to go into. But that shouldn't stop you. You can further on to, I think, I don't know if it's still done anymore. I did do my A-levels a while ago. <laughs> um, work experience, it's in a hospital, try and see if you can, and then again, you can shadow and see um, what a hospital pharmacist do. And just like um, like you said Elliot, on, just Google it and see um, a typical life of a pharmacist and stuff. And um, yeah, and see how it goes. But um, I would say definitely shadow, volunteer, see how it is, see the job for yourself and um, and then go for it.
0: Awesome. Such great advice and wise words from yourself, Linda, (laughs) who is a pharmacist, do you know what I mean? And doing great things and making a difference and being an example, you know, to mentor others, for them to see that there's somebody that looks like her, you know, and maybe from a similar background to know that they can also be a pharmacist. And that is really, really powerful. hey everyone this is your host sophia lewis and thank you so much for listening to this episode of employability matters a careers and job-related podcast where we dive into all topics associated with the world of work thank you for subscribing i very much appreciate your support and remember to share with your family and friends it would be appreciated if you could leave a great review on our YouTube channel, Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will be back next week for another great episode. So until then, remember, employability matters.